A lot of things happen in Hopkinsville, Kentucky, and here in Hoptown captures it all. Tune in for an eclectic collection of stories and discussions about the people, places, and things that make up this city we call home. We're here today with Maggie Ferguson, but her real name is Magdalene Ferguson. People just know her in the community as Maggie. We've kind of nicknamed her. And so (laughs) most of you probably know her as Maggie Ferguson, but we wanted to sit down with her today because she is, for its Black History Month, Women's History Month's coming up in March, Mm -hmm. and I'm going to call you by your real name, Magdalene. Thank you. Magdalene, she actually fits the bill for both. She is the first black woman magistrate that has ever served in Christian County. And so we wanted to talk to her a little bit about her experience and just kind of get your take on that. And you're always full of good stories. So, and honestly, I wish I had been recording about 15 minutes ago. We've had great conversation that all of you would probably love to hear, but (laughs) (laughs) we've covered a lot. But um, we're going to try to recap some of that for you. But just tell us really quick, as the first female black magistrate, how did you come into, what, what does it feel like to be the first making history in Christian County? For me, I just feel, I mean, it should be expected anyway as a woman, but as a black woman, I hope I'm giving hope to the next generation. I really do, because these children need to see, you can be all you can be, but you got to have a desire to keep your name in order and make sure that you have a desire. If you don't have a desire, how can you have hope? But as for me, I don't look at it as I'm the first. I just know a woman's voice needed to be in the courts. And well, and we talked a little bit before in our conversation too. Um, the first woman was Sherry Jeffers. Yes. And so um, you said when you decided to take on this role, you wanted to kind of research her and you would love, you said sit at her feet I did. and kind of get your. So tell me a little bit about that and how you actually met her daughter, Bonnie. When I was doing my research and I learned that it was only one other woman, which is Sherry Jeffers, and then I learned that she went on to become mayor. I said, talking to our former mayor, Carter Hendricks, I said, I don't know her, and I want to know what she looked like. That was a concern for me. And that's when he, we was at city council, and he literally took me and showed me her on the wall. And I said, good, I can put a name with a face, yeah. at least. Yeah. So one day I was out at the Jeffers being serving, you know, serving the cars as they come in, and I turned and I looked and I seen this headstone, and I said, you know, just asking questions. Whose headstone is this? And everybody looked at me and said, you don't know? Of course I don't know. I just come out here and enjoy myself and have a good time. When I tell you Serenity, beautiful grounds. And if you haven't went there, you need to go. Well, I learned that Jeffers Men is a part of Sherry Jeffers. And I said, oh, my God. Well, shortly after that, another lady came up to me and said, I want to introduce you to someone. Okay, well, we walked down to the building. I always said the building with the, it looked like a beaver. And they introduced me to her daughter, me not knowing it's going to be her daughter. And when I learned that Bonnie Jeffers, well, I'm going to say Jeffers, I don't know if she's got a married name. When I met her, they said, this is Bonnie, Sherry Jeffers' daughter. I was like, oh, my God, I feel like I'm talking to her mama. (laughs) Because I really wanted to meet her mother. But, of course, I learned that a mother was deceased. Right. So I said, oh, my God, I feel honored to meet just a legacy of the family. And we have become friends. 
When I tell you I love when I see her because it's like a light come on and we smile. But what really touched my heart is when she said, Mom would be proud of you. That's amazing. Well, did she have any words of wisdom for you um, since she watched her mom be the first female or any nuggets of wisdom for you? The wisdom that she gave to me is continue to do what you're doing. Continue. Okay. We're watching, we see, and we are proud. So thank you very much for really wanting to do it, to run step in that step. Me not knowing of her mother, but I had to learn. I gave myself two years to learn. Okay, what is it that they do from the magistrate side and city council? That's how the vision came, and I prayed about it because I wanted to do more. Mm -hmm. I had just moved back from Texas, obeying what the master told me to do, go home. Yeah. Okay, I'm coming home to do what? I've been in banking all my life, so let me see what to do. So I started working for a community bank. I've always worked corporate banking. Right. Well, First City was considered a community bank, but I was with Nations Bank. That closed First City area, BB&T. Now I come back home, I'm working for United Southern. And I asked the question, I've did everything in banking, but I've never had the opportunity to do more. Mm -hmm. And I want to do more. And I started speaking about management it didn't happen so when I learned that the opportunity was not going to be given to me I said well Lord you in control show me what more can I do and he started giving me the vision pay attention to city council keep up with what's going on stay focused and learn what the magistrates do well working for the USB I travel for every company I work for right and going back and forth to on our Penarau Parkway, I wasn't pleased. And I said, well, somebody need to do something to make this road better. I'm going back and forth to Crofton for a whole month. And I said, well, I need to talk, talk to all the elected officials. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to take charge now. <laughs> so now I'm talking to the, uh, uh, I'm in Crofton working at our, our location. I started asking questions, who are y'all elected officials? Because these roads are a mess. And they was like, who want to know? Me not knowing I'm serving the city council. I learned who the mayor was, but I didn't know. Well, from that conversation, now I'm ready to talk to the magistrate leaders. Because y'all are over right. the, the state people are over this road. Right, right. <laughs> so I done went both ways. Oh, 41 <laughs> and uh, Penrod, I got to see. So who's not making sure these roads are in order? So I called my former judge, Steve Trouble, and I told him, I said, I, I have questions. So as the questions were coming to me, I would step back from the tunnel line and call. I've got to ask questions. So now I find out who my magistrate is, and it's the former Kenneth Bates. From that point, I said, he's not calling me back. So I'm going to talk to the judge. Everybody got a boss over there. Valid, yes. So I went straight to the to the boss. And my, myself and Steve Trevor and um, our former treasurer now, Walter, we all had conversation. And I will always have questions. Okay, we answer my whatever questions I got now. Go back. I got some more questions. And Steve said to me, now, Maggie, why do you keep asking all these questions? <laughs> Well, it was amazing. One day I was at work working in Trenton, and the judge called me. And he said, who are you talking to? I said, why you say that? He said, because they're getting ready to start working on P-41. 
Pen Rock Parkway. You talked to the right people. Evidently, I was talking to somebody. Didn't know who was who at that point. And I said, Judge, I told you put my name in the letter when you write the letter. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was funny. He said because they literally get ready to start working on that road, and he told me the mile markers. It was funny. And I said, Good. At least we're gonna start seeing the work being done. Well, come on up to the point now. Not it's you know ready to start putting my name on the ballot, things of that nature. Mm-hmm. And I respected the company I worked for, and I let all the leaders that was over, like your area operation, your president, your HR, and myself. We all was in the room, and I let them know I'm making my announcement tomorrow. I felt that I was ready. Not only did on this level did I, you know, pursue learning what I needed to do. I was learning also within those two years, how to run a race. Mm. So I drove all the way to Henderson to learn. This is how I was determined. I had to obey. When the father woke me up and said at 3 o'clock in the morning, I would never forget it, you're going to pursue magistrate. Oh, Lord. (laughs) And literally, this is what I said. It's all old men on there. They don't have no woman. And I don't, oh, help me. I don't know what to do. And all I heard was, trust me. You trust me and watch. I order your steps. Okay. Well, when it got to the point where I got to make my announcement, I went to my leaders and let them know, I'm making my announcement tomorrow out of respect only because I work for your company that I'm going to do what I, my heart is telling me to do. They need a woman's voice, and I'm pursuing magistrate. They were the only ones that knew before I made my announcement the next day. And I only did it out of respect because I couldn't say nothing while I was learning. So to God be the glory, the citizens voted and put me in this position. And that's what I told them. You lead God and direct out of your heart that I would like to be the woman's voice on that court. And to God be the glory, I'm in my second term now. Wow. And no one put their name on the ballot to run against me because I was doing the work. Yes. And that's what I said to even the former magistrates and even to my magistrate who is deceased now. I said to him, you're not calling me back. You're not making sure I see the work that you're doing. And when I learned in the community that the people didn't even know he had the title, that means you're not doing no work. You're working making decisions that mm-hmm. one day, but you're not doing the work where you're involved with the people. Right. One thing I do appreciate that our community say to me is we see you and we know you're involved. Well, I noticed I was looking through um, your social media sites and your Facebook page, and I was impressed with you. your connection with the community. Yes. You do, you're very intentional with being connected with the community. I saw a lot of volunteer work. Um, you even just do a great job of just simple things like resharing community events and just making sure your constituents and your people that you lead are in the know and know what's going on and just making that connection. And I'm going to tell you why I do that. When I was pursuing in on the east side of town, I had a lady say to me, I don't know why you're doing this. They don't want you there. Why do you feel like that? Because I, I need to hear their heart as well as my desire. Mm-hmm. And they did not, the people did not feel, and I have to say African Americans, comfortable being downtown. Well, we need to do something about this mm. because I need you all to, and that's why I'm involved with HRC and the museum board. And we just had this conversation about go see the markers that we got 
here now in our city, uh, we're, we're making it more, um, you're welcome to come mm-hmm. to the museum or anything we do. The HRC, um, when I tell you I really appreciate that board, the title alone, Human Relations, all of that, because we need to make the people feel welcome. Yes. And you, this is your hometown, and you telling me you don't feel welcome to go to your own downtown. Absolutely right. No, we right. don't. This, this is, it has to change. Your mind must be transformed. So I hope that the things that I share, mm-hmm. that they know they're welcome to come. Being a Christian, we have to be people of purpose. Mm. And that's where you make a mark that can't be erased. And I'll count my blessings. So knowing that my legacy of my former years as a banker, now as a magistrate, that's why I don't look at it as I'm the first. I just know we got to be here to collaborate one with another. This is God's doing for me to be in the position that I'm in because it touched the hearts of the people. Mm-hmm. I know how to talk to people. I know how to treat people. And in my years of banking, over 20-plus years in banking. He was preparing you yes, for this role. To be the leader. Mm-hmm. And I'm grateful to represent being the first African-American female, to God be the glory. I just know I'm out here with you. And I am the magistrate, and I'm grateful to represent that title. In the meantime, I, one day, I know i got to pass this baton to someone else. And I hope it's another generation that would be younger. Come forward, but do the right thing and represent your name right. Even after they get in position, don't be easily persuaded. Do this. And I literally wrote things down. Study to show yourself approved. Mm. Rightfully dividing the word of truth. Because in the political arena, a lot of times we all see it's too much debate going on instead of doing the work and serving the people. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Yes. And I don't want to ever lose my focus in that area. I want to always do the work. I don't have no problem in doing the work because I enjoy doing the work. The Bible says the works of your hands will make you prosperous. That's real. Well, and you're being a servant to the people. And I think a lot mm-hmm. of times from my what I've seen is sometimes leaders forget that they are the servant to the people. Yes, yes. And that's what we're, I think we're all called to do anyways, to serve others. Mm-hmm. And that's how I look at my whole life. At the At the age I'm at now, I look back over my life, and that's why I, you know, I brought this with me so I could just reflect and say, Lord, thank you, because I know it's him. Mm-hmm. And it's an opportunity for my light to shine to let others know you can do it too. And I hear you've talked a lot about um, guidance with your faith, and that's a lot of oh, your inspiration. Yeah. Yes. Um, and maybe it, that's your sole inspiration. Is there anyone else who's inspired you to become this person who's motivated you? Only because of my mother and father, and they, of course, had me in the church. Mm. But after I got married and moved away, then their faith become real. Mm. Cause you, <laughs> I feel that. <laughs> yes. It become real because there's different walks of life regardless mm-hmm. of what. And military is a part of our background as far as me being a daughter and a spouse. And I'm so thankful that I, I'm a child of the king, that I had something to hold on to, to learn to keep me focused, even as a mother raising my daughters, our daughters, because we were still married at that time, somebody got to have some principles. Mm. And if you don't have no principles, the world going to easily persuade you. 
I don't want to be easily persuaded like that, not of the world, because I say messy. No. Let's live the life of what, what God says do, and that's how I raise my children. I got, look, now, y'all going to be bad? We're going to find out what this Bible tell me to do to get you back on track. <laughs> and I think I did, we, we both did all right because the girls turned out just fine. And I'm grateful. They both are alumni of WKU. I had to keep my focus. Even after we got divorced, it don't matter. I'm going to do what I got to do to make sure these girls stay on course. They both are doing very well. And Zirconia, she's still around here in Hopkinsville. Yes, and she yes, serves yes. at the Sanctuary House. Now she does, yes. 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 And, and now I know she, she's done a lot in Hopkinsville. I've worked with her in other capacities as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah. And she said to me the other day, she said, Mama, you know, I don't think you realize it, but we both were first when she became the editor of the newspaper. Mm, and that's I right. said, That's oh. how I met her. Oh, yeah, and it was amazing. When she graduated from WKU, I remember and she got her job working at Kentucky New Era. Her plate, and they know I, I'm a visionary. Her plate, the first plate I put, got her for her desk was editor. And she said, Mom, I'm not no editor. I said, watch God do it. Oh, I like it. She said, but Mama, why you put that? That's not right, Mama. I said, but you'll see. When she became the editor, and I put it in red because red means power, mm-hmm. and you see what I have on there. And you beautiful red blazer. I know you guys can't see. I'm going to get a picture of you before you leave. Oh, We're going to post thank it. You. Thank you. But I let her know your colors mean something, but red means power. You believe. If you don't believe, who's going to believe? you got to believe in your own self. So I'm speaking it into existence and watch it come to pass. Mm-hmm. So what would be... One word of advice, if you could only give your grandkids and your daughters one word of advice for the future, or what would you tell your 25-year-old self advice for the younger generation coming up? And we kind of already touched on that. but Keep the faith. Keep the faith. Mm-hmm. And the only way they're going to do that, they got to read the word to know. Because one thing I do know, the Holy Spirit leads you. It would, it's literally says, I will lead God and direct. That's real. I tell people, don't run after money. Mm-hmm. Money will come because he said, I will supply you every need according to his riches and glory. So I smile when people say to me, <laughs> <laughs> but you don't, you're not working at the bank anymore. It wasn't my decision. If it was my decision, I promise you I would still be there, making all the money, everybody money. <laughs> <laughs> everybody. Because <laughs> I am an independent woman. You hear what I'm saying? But you got to keep your priorities in order. And when that door shut, I said, okay, Father, I don't know what you're going to do next. Now what he had me doing even more, when I tell y'all, busy, the marriages for this whole county. Oh, Flip this flop. is for your, you oversee the marriages now. Yes, the, yes, yes, yes. There's a better way to say that, but <laughs> officiate. O- officiate, officiate the marriages, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> and when the couple came in, and, and it was just, I'm going to tell y'all, it's so exciting. Even today, I got one at one thirty today. Oh, well, congratulations out there <laughs> yeah. if you're that couple and you're listening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so every board that I'm on, and I'll show this with you, the mixer, mm-hmm. myself and Heather are on a board together with the visitors. Uh, our, I call it Visitors Bureau, a visitor center yes, here. Yes, The visitor center give me a bag, of, like a welcome bag, anytime one, anyone come to the visitor center. But I give it to the couples. I give them that bag, and it has things in there for Hopkinsville, Christian County. And Heather has agreed with me that if the couples, when they make their reservation to dine at the mixer, let them know you got married at the Chapel of Love. 
and they get their dessert no charge. Oh, I love that. So I, everything that I'm a part of, I wanted to be a connection with me. I love it. And what did you say the chapel's name was now? Christian County Chapel of Love. Christian County Chapel of Love. Yes. I love it. Well, and if you're out there and you're looking for a chapel, we've yeah. got it all right here. You get a package deal, free dessert. That's right. And I, and I love that because I, I have that connection with all of even the Blue Star families now. But mm-hmm. the military, for Camel, give me something to give to the soldiers so they'll know. And they can relax, too, and be able to know what Hopkinsville has to offer. Yes. So I always ask the couples, are you military, surrounding counties, civilians of Christian County? So I know how to talk to them, and it's been a blessing. Have you faced any challenges being the only woman? Yes. Of course. Of course. <laughs> not not with the fe- my fellow magistrates, no. no. A statement came one time was, we never had one look like her. Do, what do we call her? Squire or squires? Now, that day I stood up in the courtroom. I don't demand respect, but I expect respect. I am one of the eight, and I want to be treated as one of the eight because we all work together to make decisions for this county. Well, I really appreciate you coming to sit and talk with us today. Any last words that you want to leave with our listeners? Continue to make a mark that will not be erased. Well, on that note, I think that's a very fitting way to end that segment with Magdalene Ferguson, our first black female magistrate in Christian County, making history for both Black History Month and Women's History Month coming up in March. We hope that you're enjoying these segments or these podcast segments of Here in Hop Town. And if you have something that you'd like to hear about, make sure you follow us, the City of Hopkinsville social media page. Share your suggestions. We'd love to hear them. We'd love to get some of those um, people from our community in here to have a chat with us about all things Hopkinsville, Kentucky. And um, one, jumping back a little bit back to Magdalene Ferguson, following up our conversations after we turned off the microphone in the recording, she was telling me that she's also the only woman of color with administrative governing power in Kentucky. So not just making Christian County um, history here, we're making state history in the state of Kentucky. So we're really proud proud of that, proud of Magdalene Ferguson. It was just a pleasure to meet her. I hope you've enjoyed our time together today and be sure to tune in next time for Here in Hoptown to hear about all things Hopkinsville, Kentucky. 